Welcome to episode 40 of the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. Worship should be focused on God, bragging on Him, boasting on who He is and what He has done. This is Leadership in Context, a conversation on leadership in the context of the local church. For show notes, email podcast at innerpastors.com. And now here's Keith Tusi. I want to ask you a very pointed question question today. Are our worship services scriptural? Well, what kind of question is that? We have a worship service that makes it scriptural. Well, does it really? I have really been taking some notes lately, especially listening to the words that I can't sing. Uh, And when I say I can't sing them, I mean There is a lot of worship music that is going on that is maybe very beautiful music, and in some cases the words are even okay, but the music is hard for somebody like me who's not gifted. In my case, I'm tone deaf. And I've noticed looking around in many churches while this worship is going on, especially the men are silent. They're meditative. They seem to be... Uh, receiving worship, but not giving worship. You know, liturgy is when you do certain formulas and certain things, but liturgy also has a very significant meaning. In other words, you could criticize somebody's certain liturgical actions, maybe from like an Episcopal church or Anglican church or something of that nature, But if you were to talk to somebody in that realm that was a true believer, they could explain to you the significance of all the little things they do, of why that speaks of worship. And of course, to the unlearned people or the people that just are going through the motions, it means very little. And I think sometimes the liturgical churches actually have more meaning in their worship than we do. And I'm saying that when I say we, I'm talking about charismatic people because it seems like so much of our worship has drifted into man-centeredness. In other words, so many of the songs are about how I feel, what I think, and what my circumstances are. So here's just a simple thought. Obviously, part of worship is singing. I think we could agree on that. I, I would not go as far as say that you couldn't worship without singing because I think you could dance. I think you could clap your hands. I think you could do pageantry. I think you could play instruments. But for the most part, I think most of us would agree, according to the scripture, that singing is a very significant part of worship. So I did a little Bible study, and in the New American Standard... Bible, the word sing appears in 119 verses. It appears more times than that because sometimes it's redundant in the same verse, but in 119 different verses. And so I asked myself this question. Hey, Keith, (laughs) the Bible says to sing. I wonder what it says to sing about. Boy, that's really interesting, right? So if it tells you to sing it probably tells you what to sing about. So in other words, 
when I ask the question, is our, is our worship scriptural, we could be singing things that are somewhat spiritual, but not necessarily biblical. So the Bible says to sing. 46 of those 119 references, now that's a pretty big chunk. That's about 40%, right? 46 of those references say to sing praises. So we're to be praising God. It's to be adoration towards God. I will sing praises. For instance, let's look at Psalm 89, starting in verse 1. I will sing of the loving kindness of the Lord forever. To all generations, I will make known your faithfulness with my mouth. For I have said loving kindness will be built up forever. In the heavens you will establish your faithfulness. I have made a covenant with my chosen. I have sworn to David my servant. I will establish your seed forever and build up your throne in all generations. The heavens will praise your wonders, O Lord. Your faithfulness also in the assembly of the holy ones. For who in the skies is comparable to the Lord? Who among the sons of the mighty is like the Lord? A great God, greatly feared in the council of the holy ones, and awesome above all those who are around him. O Lord, God of hosts, who is like you, O mighty Lord? Your faithfulness also surrounds you. You rule the swelling of the sea when its waves rise. You still them. You yourself crushed Rahab like the one who was slain. You scattered your enemies with your mighty arm. And I could go on and read. My point is this. The Hebrew word for sing most often is the very simple word hallel, where we get our word, you got it, hallelujah. (laughs) So when the Bible says to sing, it's saying to do hallelujah. What is hallelujah? Well, it's praise But more importantly, it's bragging, it's boasting. Actually, over 20 times in the Bible, the same word is translated to brag or to boast upon. So when the Bible is talking about singing praises, most often the reference is to brag on God, to sing about God. How great God is, how wonderful God is, how magnificent God is, how forgiving God is, how long-suffering God is, how redeeming God is. Hallelujah. That's what singing praises. That's what congregational worship looks like in the Bible. It's not just singing songs about how we feel and what we think. Those are priestly offerings that I believe are to be done in the prayer closet. Yeah, I think there's some room in the congregation, but congregational worship is to sing the praises of God. There are just so many references we could just take and look at. Look at Psalm 47. This is just nine verses. Oh, clap your hands, all ye people. Shout to God with a voice of joy. For the Lord Most High is to be feared, a great king over all the earth. He subdues people under us and nations under his feet. He chooses our inheritance for us, the glory of Jacob, whom he loves. God has ascended with a shout, the Lord with the shout of a trumpet. Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises to our king. Sing praises, for the Lord is the king of all the earth. Sing praises with a skillful psalm. 
God reigns over the nation. God sits on his holy throne. The princes of the people have assembled themselves as the people of the God of Abraham. For the shields of the earth belong to God. He is highly exalted. See, that's bragging on God. Okay? Uh, that's, and I, I just picked that without, uh, you know, running a reference on it necessarily. I didn't just cherry pick the, the best ones that talk about that. We need to understand that when we're talking about corporate worship, one of the purposes of corporate worship is to edify one another, encourage one another by bragging on God and saying what God is going to do and saying where God is going to take us and talking about God's love and God's promises, not just about what we're going through and what we're feeling. Psalm 20, verse 5, we will sing for joy over your victory. In the name of our God, we will set up our banners. May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. Now I know the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from the holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. Some boast in chariots and some in horses, but we will boast in the name of the Lord our God. They have bowed down and fallen, but we have risen and stood upright. Save, O Lord. May the king answer us in the day that we call. There we see that we are bragging on God. By the way, the second most used word about singing, number one is praises, sing praises. The second one is sing. Sing for joy, sing in joy, sing because of joy. So there should be something very joyful, exuberant, exciting, and life-giving about worship. By the way, if you want to see men enter into worship, there's a very simple technique you can do. It's called clapping your hands. Do a song where people clap and you will see instant participation from almost the whole crowd. And because songs that have clapping in them, the words are usually easier to sing and easier to remember and easier to declare, you're going to get a lot more participation. If you don't believe me, set up a video camera at the front of the altar and sing a very intuitive, very meditative, very song that's about me and how I feel and what I think. And watch how many people, especially men, actually sing. Then do a song like Psalm 20, where we are declaring the victories of our God. We're boasting in Him. And watch how many people participate. I want to challenge you to ask yourself this question. Is our worship merely traditional? Has it become the new charismatic liturgy or is it scriptural, and do we want it to be scriptural? Hey, this is Keith Tusi. It's been great to share some time with you, and I trust you'll follow through with me and take the challenge on having biblical corporate worship. God bless you. Today, Keith had a discussion on the purpose of worship. Corporate worship is not a time where we focus on ourselves. It is a time where we brag on God where we tell of all he has done, where we proclaim who he is. Who is the focus of the songs you sing? Do they focus more on yourself, or do they bring the focus and the glory to God? Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. 
Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at innerpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at innerpastors. See you next week.